the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Everything is at stake. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 31. Phoebe and Jeremy share their discoveries together in the dark. They begin to unravel the mystery of the corporate takeover of Middletown. Jeremy, it's not just the offer to buy the garden center. You probably don't know that offers have been made for both the toy store and Sammy's coffee shop, almost certainly from the same group. Jeremy stopped short and looked at Phoebe. The moon was rising, casting shadows through the leaves. I... I didn't know. So... Someone's trying to buy up everything in town? It's Milton Morphy's business empire. He owns lots of properties and companies, like Hickory Securities and Scudder's Market, right here on Bridge Avenue. The Geddon Insurance Group seems to be Morphy's mothership, eating up everything in sight. Then, then, the Geddon's Insurance Group probably owns Half Moon Florist, too. It makes sense. Phoebe noticed Jeremy smile to himself in the dark, and she felt like she knew him pretty well already. The smile came from his excitement, even delight, that he could play this game well and impress Phoebe, like having skills in soccer. Did you know that Abby used to work at Half Moon Florist? Apparently, for quite a while. Yes, she told me a couple of days ago. She wasn't a sales clerk or somebody out front. She worked as the gardener. How do you know all this? Jim told me. And I've got more info. Mitch Connolly's wife is Scudder's wife's sister. And Mitch Connolly's father used to work for Owen's Apples but lost his job over a scandal. They seem to be a family of bad boys. Mitch has a younger brother, Will, and a half-brother too. They're related to the Bentleys and even the Owens family. So, our enemies are big clan, and it looks like Tiny must be related to them through her father. Glenda must know. And that's another reason she wants to keep her distance. Phoebe's spirits were soaring. It was so easy to talk to Jeremy. She was beginning to believe they could figure out a plan of action after all. I've got another thought. I'm new here, but maybe coming from the outside gives me a certain perspective. Here's how I see it. One side has established a hidden base in the forest. And we're not sure what they're doing there. The other side is all about money and power. And they seem to be trying to 
take over Middletown. You would think the money side would win, like they do everywhere else. But that's what's strange. The weaker side seems to be holding steady and has been for years. I come from the outside and I can tell you this town is different from the other places. So the question is the secret zone in the forest, the new fruits and vegetables, the people that organize this, how do they do it? Who are they? It seems almost magical. That's it. I just thought of something. Abby is probably with Wendy. Wendy? Who's Wendy? She's Abby's aunt. My father was just explaining it to me last week. I remember Wendy from when I was little. She's been living in the forest and used to stay at the garden center sometimes. She would come to the toy store for events and for meetings of the protectors of the wood. She would read to the children sometimes, and once she brought animals into the store for a visiting day camp. A crow, a squirrel, and a baby rabbit. It was wild. The squirrel ran up the paneled wall and jumped onto the hanging light. Wendy called, and it practically flew down onto her shoulder. The crow was flapping these enormous wings, but she kept him on her finger. There's no one else like Wendy. She sold herbal remedies and teas that were very popular, especially a kind of coffee substitute, breakfast mixture they used to call it. I'm pretty sure Abby gave me some the other day. Allison still sells the herbal remedies, but I haven't tasted breakfast mixture in a long time. Anyway, about six or seven years ago, Wendy kind of faded away, but every once in a while, she used to reappear and talk late at night with my parents. I could hear her voice, a very unusual voice. I'd know it anywhere. She never had a car or a job outside the garden center. She's old and tiny and full of energy. Years ago, I heard Chester Peterson tell the men playing dominoes that he saw Wendy fly out of the forest on a pole. I've always thought Chester was weak in the head, but now I'm not so sure. Fly out of the forest? On a pole? What? Jeremy stopped walking and looked at Phoebe. Their faces shone in the moonlight. That's right. And there were other unbelievable stories. So, what's the protectors of the wood? That's a good question. It's a charity my parents belong to. An organization to preserve forest and farmland. Wendy, Reverend Tuck, and many others are a part of it. They used to meet in the toy store late at night. 
but I've learned a lot more now. I like the idea you have of a hidden base in the forest, fighting a battle with the Morphe organization. I think Protectors of the Wood is that hidden base. The charity, they call it a private foundation, is just one part of it. And the battle in Middletown is just a piece of the global war over climate change. Jeremy stood with his mouth half open, unable to speak. He stared at Phoebe. Finally, he asked, You're serious? You have reason to know this? There's really a connection? Phoebe met Jeremy's eyes. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm learning new things every day, but... There's a lot I don't know. Oh, I love it. I could tell it was so deep, but I didn't expect anything this wonderful. The moon shone silver on his face. Phoebe could see the emotion behind his eyes. They looked at each other face to face. Nothing moved. The glowing moonlight shone over fields of apple trees. Their twisted and strangely human branches making shadows on the grass. Jeremy smiled. I was hoping we would get together like this. We're really going to be able to do something. Let me ask you. What? I was talking to George and told him I was going to speak to you about all this. And he really liked to be in on it, too. Why didn't he come with you? Or talk to me himself? Well, he wasn't sure you'd want him to. Because of the stuff in the past? It's true. There are things in the past. Pretty big things. Phoebe's finger twirled nervously in her hair. Do you want to talk about it? This was going so well. But now, I'm starting to feel bad. Okay. But it's hard not to share things with George. We're playing music together. And you're an important person to both of us. He's sensitive about being left out. Let him speak to me if he wants to. I'm not hard to find. Phoebe. What? You might... be a little hard to talk to sometimes. Look, we're not going to solve this problem tonight. Let's not mess up what we've done already. I see. What do you mean by that? It's been going on a long time. It may be hard to fix. Is... is that okay? Yeah. It's okay. But all Phoebe's instincts told a different story. She felt a deep twinge of regret and told herself to get over it. It's late. I guess we should both be going. Okay. Remember, Monday morning, we both go into the forest. Now that we've had this talk, I'm even more eager to go. What time will you be ready? Nine o'clock. 
Let's make it eight. It's a long way. I'll come and get you. See you. The light of the moon seemed somehow diminished as Phoebe walked back up the hill past the apple orchard. The silver light had lost its sparkle. All right. So George and I still have feelings for each other. But we've hardly spoken for two years. I thought we'd be over it by now. As she walked through the quiet night, she had a new vision of the situation. George and I never even said goodbye. It's like there's a whole world still sitting there. The land that time forgot. We've got the mountains and hills for company. Got the clouds and the storms and a billion stars to see. We've got the rain and streams and rivers and the sea. And with the children running round us, it's heaven all for free. It's heaven all for free. Right here and right now It happens all around us No one knows how It may take a million years To build the house of God We can start right here We can start right now We can start right here we can start right now. Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.